everyone. Uh, welcome to the Four on the Floor podcast, where we ask our guests four questions about music, drums, and life. I am your host, Liz Aponte. I am also the owner of Full Circle Company, and today we have Anthony Gazelle with us. Did I say your last name right, by the way? That is correct. Gazelle, I, like the animal. I, <laughs> I meant to check with you, but I totally forgot. That is correct. It actually means gazelle the animal in okay. in arabic that's amazing yeah, yeah 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 well anthony is a drummer he's toured with bands such as falling in reverse he's out right now with hollywood undead uh last year he toured with the juliana theory he's also teched for bands like papa roach and the ghosts inside not only that he does lifestyle marketing for liquid death and as if that wasn't enough uh he's also the creator and founder of rock locks which help you keep your drums in tune i'm so excited to talk about all of this with you anthony welcome to the show thank you for having me i'm glad this worked out yeah uh, i always am down to do stuff like this and talk about drums so. perfect yeah well we love drums here we love cymbals yeah um and we're excited to get into some other areas of your life too and learn more just as a warm-up question i love to ask our guests um a little Little bit about what they think of Salt Lake City. So you're currently here now with Hollywood Undead in Salt Lake City, Utah, going to play a sold out show uh, in a couple hours. And so I'm wondering, um, since you've been a touring drummer for quite a while, you've been all over the world. I know this isn't your first time in Salt Lake. So is there a memory or something like that that pops up to you when you think about Salt Lake City? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I actually love this question because I always tell people that Salt Lake City is my favorite city in the world to play, and I actually mean that. Yeah, totally. I didn't tell That's you this amazing. earlier. Yeah, it's true. I tell people this all the time. You could ask my mom, my girlfriend, whatever. Um, the first time I came in here, first time I came to Salt Lake City was 2011. I was in a local band in Seattle, and we drove around and played, you know, some small shows in a van. And I remember, I vividly remember playing in Salt Lake City, and the show had like. 12 people at it but it was like cracking like it was yeah. the best show of our tour yeah and we were all hyped at the end of the night because we're like yo there was 12 people here but they actually liked us like that's crazy well fast forward you know what is that 12 years now i've played salt lake city basically every venue i could think of plus warp tour here every right. show has been awesome like yeah. every show i've ever played in salt lake city knock on wood we'll see <laughs> see if tonight's show goes well but um but uh, as far as a memory that stands out, that that honestly is the memory. Like the first time ever coming here, like I thought it was it was dope. So that's an amazing memory. Yeah, yeah. Like I probably wasn't at that show, but I'm proud. And I know what you mean because I've been at those shows where there's maybe 10 to 20 people, but those 10 to 20 people just like go off. I think there's a core group of people out here that just have an amazing energy and just really love music. Yeah, and I... I'll, I'll, I I played here with a local band, but I've also, I've played here like professionally with at least four, if not five different artists, separate artists. <laughs> so everything from clubs to, uh, I, you know, great salt air, whatever that venue is right. called that giant one out on the, on the salt lake. Yep. Uh, the, and the complex I've played both rooms like two or three times. Like I've just been here a bunch and I love, I love salt lake city. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I got to talk about this video that you posted recently. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> Dude, it blew up. <laughs> it blew up. It showed up in my TikTok feed like 
other people posting it you know like drum, drum accounts and stuff like that yeah on tiktok yeah oh shit so people are stealing it and putting it yeah, on yeah yeah that's awesome I hate to be the bear no that's actually user. that's actually kind of cool but that's it's hilarious kind of a compliment yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so in this video um you are playing live and you hit play on the tracks and you from your caption you don't hear anything and you look around at your band and they are playing like normal acting like normal and so it seems like uh, there's some sort of connectivity, like um, frequency issue with your pack. You don't hear anything, bands going, everything else seems normal. And you're the only person who knows what's actually going on. Yeah. That is insane. That's yeah. every, like literally every drummer's worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, oh man, some, something weird happened because I'm not good at social media. And I had this weird gut feeling when I was making that video, I was like, this video is going to like do well. Like people are going to, people are going to relate to this. Cause I feel like everybody, like when I was a kid, nobody was playing with in ears or on with a click track or tracks right. or whatever. The first serious local band I was in, we played along to a metronome and like very simple backtracks coming out of an iPod. Okay. Right. So from then on, you know, fast forward to now it's like every band, even small bands use, click tracks, metron like metronomes, backtracks, like not every band, but most bands. So I think the reason that video sort of caught some wind is because so many drummers and musicians have experienced it on so many different levels. They've just never seen it happen in an arena. Like they've seen it happen in their like local club or like their, uh, some bar in their town or whatever. Like everybody's had a, an issue where like their mix is screwed up and like they can't do anything about it. Well, when it happens in a situation like that, it is horrifying because I'm on a four foot riser, which is tall for a riser. Yeah. And you're up on an island. And I was just telling Liz earlier, like, I don't have a drum tech on this run. It's a bus space issue. And so I've, you know, mitigated risks on every front that I possibly could. Up until this tour, I was always hardwired. So on this tour, I thought for the first couple shows, I was like, ah, why don't I use a wireless pack? It makes running onto the stage a little more smooth and like tons of big bands use wireless packs. Like I'll be all right. Right. Especially if you don't have a tech to set it up for you. Like, like yeah. running the line. Oh know, yeah. Wired mic. Yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. And it's a really awkward thing. I, the thing, the, the post has like over a thousand comments and everybody and you know, their mom has an opinion on like what they would have done in that you know, scenario. And it's like, unless you've experienced that, you can never, you can never. Uh, and the first time that ever happened to me was 10 years, 12 years ago. It was so long ago. The first time I ever experienced something like this and I panicked and I just blew it. And I'm sure that happened many times. Like I have bombed, so to speak, a thousand times on stage. I've screwed up more times than I could ever count. In this scenario, what I'm thinking is, okay, I know what's going on. I know everything's coming out of the house. I know everyone else, I can look around, everyone else seems to be okay with their mixes. They'd be looking at me if something was going wrong. They'd right. be looking at me or monitors. Right. Monitor world over to the left. I know I'm screwed. I think to myself, I got half a second to decide, do I stop this track and stop, start this song, which is horrible, or do I just wing it and pray to God that, you know, my wireless pack comes back on. <laughs> and I, you're at that point, you're playing to nothing. You're playing to echoes in the room, you know, and my in-ear monitors are essentially acting as earplugs, which don't help. Cause like if I had those off, maybe I could hear the side fills a little bit. Right. So on our stage, we don't have like 
any monitors anywhere. The only thing we have is side fills. So, you know, those are not for me. They're, 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 uh, they're for the singers. And so uh, I can kind of hear a little bit out of there, but, um, yeah, thank God the, the track came back in and, um, you know, it's just a part of, part of like, I, the only way I look at it now is like, I've dealt with every issue you could possibly think of on stage. I've had laptops overheat. I've had my in-ears break. I've had one ear cut out. I've had the other ear cut out. I've seen it all. And so in the moment I kind of knew what was going on and I went, okay, just stay calm. Like stay calm, play slower than you think, because whenever you're nervous and panicking, you want to speed up, Right. play slower than you think, focus on what Jordan's saying, like his vocals, like what he's singing. Maybe I could play along to his like vocals. Um, but it all worked out. And so here it we are. Did. Yeah. I think you handled it extremely well. Thank you. Um, super amazing. I'm wondering with that, um, you know, going through that experience, I know you said multiple times, but every time is different. I can't imagine the pressure of especially being in an, an arena. And it's like, if you haven't experienced that, like, I don't know if you have a place to comment because that's a whole different level of pressure. So do you think that experience has made you a better drummer? Yeah. I mean, like the road to success is littered with failures. Like I look at every part of life that way. It's like, you have to shoot your shot. You have to fail. You have to fail a lot. And like, I'm not, I I'm 32 years old now. I'm not like worried about what somebody on the internet, like how, if they think I'm a good drummer or not, like I know what I bring to the table, but it's like, I've also made a lot of mistakes on stage and I'll be the first to admit that like I'm the hardest critic of myself. So it's like, nobody can nail me harder than I can nail me. <laughs> so, um, but, um, yeah, it definitely made me a better drummer and it, I'm never going to a wireless pack again. Like yeah. I'm going back to, I went back to hardwired. I've had, I've, uh, had no problems with like any RF issues or frequency issues at the end of the day. Um, it was, it was basically, I was put on a bad channel and I had a bad frequency and then, in that moment, what we think happened was monitor, our monitor engineer, God bless his soul, was trying to switch me over to another pack and something went wrong and cut my, it actually, my pack was actually off. <laughs> so oh, wow. it, 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 it's a long story, but yeah, right. it, 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 I, I recovered okay. And, um, yeah, that's the most views I've ever gotten on any post I've ever made <laughs> in my life. It's like at 550,000 yeah. views or something and counting, yeah. and counting and, and I don't Yeah. It's, I don't even know what makes things go viral. It's not even viral, but in, in drum world, I guess every it fell on a bunch of other Bill Burr liked the post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Lots of stuff can go wrong on stage, yeah. man. You need a drum tech at this level. Yeah. Like you need a drum tech when you're on an island up there, and like, there's so many things can go wrong. Like I, I have all the I invented rock locks to make it so my drums wouldn't go out of tune. Um, this guy named Juiced out in the Netherlands invented the JK hooves, which I'm obsessed with. They make it so my stands don't go anywhere. Like my whole kit is like super triple locked in. Like it's not going anywhere. I've had to do this to mitigate all risks. And then right. it's like when a playback issue happens, it's just like, oh my God, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. And I think too, um, you know, on the business side of things, I actually, you know, we have here at Full Circle, we have a part-time employee. And so going through the hiring process though, like I prefer the street smarts over the like book smarts when hiring, you know. Any day of the week. Yeah, and so, 
if I'm trying to find a drummer to play on my tour or something, I would 100% rather choose the drummer that has been through experiences like that. Not only that, but can share it and kind of um, give that insight to other drummers than I would someone who's played flawless or has had zero issues because issues oh, yeah. will happen. So. Oh yeah, I can fix, I can take apart and fix anything on my drum kit. Like yeah. there's, I've seen it all, I've seen it all. Everything on my kit is broken at some point. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, the the, uh, we, I, the I had a drum tech this summer, this past summer in mm-hmm. um, in Europe. Shout out to my boy Nick. He had never drum tech before, but he had he's toured a bunch, and um, he wanted to learn, and he had a great attitude. And I taught him how to drum tech in like two days, and he yeah. was awesome. He was great <laughs> the whole summer. So, someone with a good I'll take someone with a good attitude and and who wants to work hard any day over somebody who like knows what they're doing speaking of kind of the work business world um i know you have a really unique role in that you do lifestyle marketing for liquid death the water company um and so i love that because you uh, not only play drums and tour but you also work for them as well and um that seems like a pretty unique role where you're doing two things at the same time and so um not only that but liquid death i feel is just like redefined marketing like they're just a master class in marketing yeah and i absolutely love how they're just totally unapologetic and how distinctive they are um and how funny like yeah. everything is yeah. too like they don't it's like you see skulls and all this stuff but it's not a serious brand nah. at all um, and especially it seems in that space it's just so corporate and boring and it's just you're a really it. nice flair. Yeah, yeah. You're nailing it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if you can take us behind the scenes on what it's like working for liquid death, especially as you balance your touring career as well. For sure. Um, I started working for liquid death. It was a, it started, it was a COVID job. So touring was dead. Um, I live in Southern California. So liquid death had already was already in whole foods. This was like 2000, I saw it in Whole Foods in like, I don't know, late 2019 or early 2020. And I did the same thing everyone else does, which is like, what is this? And I thought it was a beer. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, these guys are crazy. Like I can get down with this. And so, you know, COVID is going on and I'm like in dire need of work. And I like (laughs) went on their careers page and they had a job open as a sales rep actually. And I was like, hey, I'll do anything. I need money. So I got interviewed. They hired me like immediately. I was working this job and um, eventually like found my way onto their lifestyle marketing team because I was like, I told the founder of the company, Mike is like the coolest guy in the world. He's so awesome. He's so supportive of like my career, but also the careers of like everybody at the company. Um, and so I joined the lifestyle marketing team, which is, ba- is a very unique team. It's people who are, it's a group of us that are pros in our, in our own worlds. So like, this is how I, how I describe it to people. Like we have a pro snowboarder, a pro skater, an adult actress. Like we have, um, an insane artist, like a tour manager, uh, comes from like the hip hop world. So we have these people that kind of represent all these different backgrounds and we all connect liquid death, like with our communities. So like in the early days of liquid death, I was getting it out to as you've seen every any drummer you've ever seen yeah. post about it or you know band kind of in our world or whatever it was probably coming from my team or me um and um yeah it's been great like i love working for the brand i say often that it's it feels like i'm working for a band because when somebody finds out 
that I'm working for Liquid Death, they want to ask like a lot of questions. Right. So like, yeah. yeah, well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if somebody finds out I play drums in a band or something, they want to, they like typically ask a bunch of questions. Right. Liquid Death is, is that interesting. It's like people have a lot of questions. They love the branding. It's a case study at every university. It feels like it's yes. like, um, and it's supposed to be funny. It's like, and we're a beverage brand now. We have iced tea. We have like right. flavored sparkling water. Um, so it's a dream come true. And they they kind of carved out a role so that I could still tour and play drums because they, you know, they know how much I love that. But also it, you know, still keep up with what I'm doing with Liquid Death. And um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I just, I love it. And when I think of, you know, what that work culture lifestyle is like working for Liquid Death, I imagine it's not the traditional office environment. Like you're not on Zoom calls all day. You're not like hating your boss. You're no. not, you know, saying that corporate lingo. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's any, um, just any like quirky or funny team rituals that we wouldn't expect from what we see from Liquid Death. I don't know, something like Yoga Fridays or something like that. Oh, I see. Um, let me think. Well, I do, it is funny because like the, the headquarters, uh, like there's a office in the headquarters, like a like a boardroom, but it's like a boardroom making fun of boardrooms. You know what I mean? Course, um, yeah. It's got like a mini putt green in there and stuff. Like, um, I think one thing that's one thing that's cool that we do every year, we do a death party. We call it the death party, okay. and it's a big company party. So the first year I was with them, it was like 40 people or something. Well, this last year it was like big, and then the next year is going to be, you know massive like this last year there was a bunch of people it was so many new faces it was like crazy so um yeah the death party we it was hit like there's a we do like different team activities like i always do the golf tournament every year so Fun. um but uh, yeah it's really it's a really cool company and like we're doing some really cool stuff so um we got it here today any like top moments for you working for the company like I know the iced tea once those launched I was really I was even really excited about it and yeah. bought each one and tried them out is there any kind of like milestone or unexpected moment working with liquid death that pops up for you god there's so many it has been such a wild ride there it feels Not like sure. it feels like every month I'm just surprised by like what is what are we doing this is amazing this is insane like it, it really is a rocket ship um I think one of my favorite things was like when we made that snare drum with SJC, uh, I, you know, we wanted it to look like actually like this can, um, the sparkling can, and it turned out great. And it was like such a fun marketing tool. And, um, we had a, you know, my friend Sam Pira made like a free snare drum plugin that you can download on purified.com. It's like a liquid death snare. Oh, that's awesome. So like, that was a really fun project because it was like, damn, like you're letting me make a snare drum. Like it says liquid death on it. Like this is so, this is so fun for me. Like this is amazing. And everybody loved it. So, um, right. So yeah. Like here's an idea, like yeah. the can, but a snare drum. Yeah. Like, and it'll be aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, brilliant. Let's do it. Let's run it. Let's that's make amazing. it. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is like what makes liquid death really special. I know it doesn't feel like a corporate job. It's not at all. It's a, it's yeah. it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know earlier we talked about your company Rock Locks. And so those are um just tension rod locks to keep your drums in tune. And I'm wondering um how your experience in touring and teching led you to kind of see that there was a need for a product like this that le that led you to create it. 
Um, and then I'm wondering too, what type of drummer do you think absolutely needs the rock locks? Well, I've always been, um, quite a bit of a gear head. Um, I think earlier in my life, it was to compensate for not being good at drums. And then now it's paying off because it's like, I know all about my gear and I have some really nice gear. But I think for me, the, the thing was like, I've tried, I had tried everything to keep my tension rods from moving. And the last thing for me that when I'm playing on stage, like the, or recording or whatever, the last thing I want to be thinking about is my gear. Like, I don't want to be thinking right. about my gear. I don't want to be distracted by anything. I don't want something screwing up a good take. Like, I don't want, you know, whatever. There's nothing worse than you're in the studio and you nail a good take and the engineer's like, ooh, the snare drop tuning. It's like, you got to rerun it. It's like, dude, oh my God. Like, that's so, you know. Yeah. So it was honestly an, uh, an invention out of necessity because I felt like nobody had solved the problem. Um, again, it was a COVID thing. I, I was very productive during those years. Nice. And, uh, one of my best friends from childhood, he builds robots for a living. And so I went That's over, cool. yeah, I went to it. He lives in LA and we both moved to LA from Washington state. And I went over to his house in December, 2020, and he had some 3d printers and I had wow. this idea and we got to work. And then, you know, many, many hours and many prototypes later we got an injection mold and kind of did it for real and started wow. a real business and I knew it was going to do well because I just kind of know how like real drummers think but I didn't know it was going to like blow up this fast right it definitely like took over drum world pretty fast like it be, it's very quickly becoming a household name like yeah. as far as a product goes um and it's been a and it's been a joy and to answer the question about like who who needs to use it i mean any drummer who's ever experienced their drums detuning specifically their snare like most drummers have experienced that at some point and i get a comment a lot it's like oh you know i'm not a heavy hitter so this doesn't apply to me or if you have really nice drums they won't drop tuning it's like that's not true i have really nice drums i have very nice drums and yeah. they drop tuning if you hit them hard enough they will they'll go out of tune right but even even crazier like you could take a a Ludwig, you know, Acrolyte, which is an amazing snare, or like a Black Beauty, like one of the most recorded snare drums of all time. That thing drops tuning like within seconds if I play it. And to, to be able to have that tone and that drum and not have to worry about it dropping is like the best thing in the world. Right. So that's, I, I mean. And like you said, just one less thing to worry about. One like less thing to worry about. so many variables, especially if you're playing live, and it's just one less thing. One less thing to worry about, man. And 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 you know, if you're not a, if you're not like a particularly hard hitter, and you're on tour, and you don't blow through heads often, I mean, I'd be surprised if you even have to tune your drums in between shows. Like I just changed heads this morning. I have not touched my head since five shows ago or whatever. Yeah. They just I pull them out of the cases. They sound great. <laughs> Well, if they don't sound great, I'll fix them. Sometimes, you know, the, the elements of the weather and the altitude, right, right, right. there's certain other things that can affect the tuning of your drum. But um, as far as just being able to get through a set or get through a recording session without your main drums falling out of tune, like it's right. a game changer. So. Right. Well, and, uh, something I didn't even think about is for producers as well, just to have on hand. Oh, yeah. With a, whether it's, you know, a house kit that a drummer that's coming in to record is using or just having them at the ready right when you dial in, you know, the tuning, just set those on. Yeah. And, yeah. I've sent them to a lot of 
engineers and different studios. I would love for, every studio needs to have them, of yeah. course. But yeah, um, I'm work, been working on some cool stuff, and I got more products on the way. Sneaky, Sweet. sneaky. So okay. I, I'm 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 working on a new. I'm I'm creating a new product, and I'm potentially collaborating on another product with a with another really cool brand. So. Um, We'll see what's up Any next. Any hints uh, you can drop? I know that was basically a hint, but well, let's just say that they are products in the same category, and they're products that I love, and uh, I am I am I'm trying to make a one stop shop for like all the dopest drum stuff that like any drummer would be like, okay, I could I could use any of this. Like this is all these are all valuable tools for my kit. So, um. I think that the drum industry needs a, an upheaval. I think that it needs to be flipped on its head. There's too many AR folks who have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to communicate with artists. There's too many drummers I know who are so good and don't have drum endorsements. Right. <laughs> there's And there's too many drummers with drum endorsements who are really unhappy with their drum endorsements mm-hmm. because they don't actually get any support. Right. So um, I'm hoping that this is that my generation can sort of take over the drum industry. Like I would love to just flip this thing on its head yeah. and like do something different. There's too many like out of touch people making decisions. So right, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm out here on tour actually playing and like not everybody has that like in their bag. So it's like, you need to, you need to like, you need to go get answers from real pros, not like <laughs> from, someone who doesn't play drums you know what i mean so 100 percent. anyway sweet that sounds awesome yeah we'll we'll look forward to that yeah yeah it'll be great (laughs) like a one-stop shop sounds amazing yeah i know because right now i'll go to my local drum shop they probably don't have things so then i go online but then it's like different lists it's just it's so annoying it is annoying and i don't know if i'll ever be able i would i mean i I obviously i'd love to have my own i'd love to have my own drum company my own drum head company my own whatever I, that may not be in the in the cards. <laughs> we'll see, but yeah. but at least like accessories. At least like okay, I'm going on tour or I'm going on a on a recording session or whatever. I'm, right. My band has practice. Like a place you can go get some like really cool stuff that will like make your gear sound look feel better. Right. So. And with that too, maybe some full circle drum keys there. Yes. At the ready. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, speaking of full circle, yeah. So I named um, my company full circle company, not only because we use broken symbols that drummers have used and we're going to throw away and we save them and revive them into jewelry, drum keys, bracelets, bottles, bottle openers. Um, not only because symbols are like a circle, but also because the material that we use coming full circle, starting off as just a malleable metal, getting made into something where someone can use to hone their craft so much so that they broke it, didn't know what to do with it. So we were able to take it and give it a new life. Um, so I'm wondering if, um, thinking back on your career, um, if there's been a moment for you where you can say something has come full circle. Oh, many times. Uh, before you texted me this morning, I, I, I actually was in the complex thinking to myself, I remember coming here in 2013, playing the smaller room. 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, oh, it was 10 years ago. I remember playing the smaller room and going like, damn, that bigger room is, is like, is that where like the big boys play? <laughs> and it's like, it's been 10 years. I've played the small room like two or three times and the big room two or three times. 
and it just was a reminder. It was like, okay, this has been really hard. This has been the hardest thing I've ever done. And I, the music industry will like kick your ass. It will knock you down so many times. And it's like such a cliche, but it's so true. It is brutal. Being a hired gun drummer is one of the hardest jobs I could ever. I mean, in music, it's like one of the hardest jobs because you're, you're, for me, for example, I live in LA, right? I, for the last 10 years longer, actually, I've been renting lockouts because I can't play my drums in my house or an apartment. So, and I, an electric drum kit doesn't do it, you know, doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. And right. even, even if you have a, an electric drum set and you're in an apartment, it's, it's still totally, making a bunch of noise yeah. in an apartment. Yeah. Like, it's just a, so, such a different feel. And, such a different yeah. feel. Um, and so I think it's just like this morning was a reminder of like, it's been a lot of hard work. It's been a fun journey. I feel blessed that I've been able to see the country so many times over that I've been to Salt Lake city this many times that I've met people like you, like today has felt like a good, I get to see a couple other friends today. There's actually a buddy who just flew in from France today. His sister lives here. Coincidentally, he's here today. I haven't seen him in five years. So like I did a tour with him in in Europe in 2018. So it's like, I get to see that guy today. Um, Jeeves who plays drums for crown the empire. He's, he's here. He's like one of my close friends. I get to see him. And so it's all just been a big, big blessing. Um, but yeah, today feels like a full circle moment for real. It does. <laughs> that sounds corny, but if there's, if there's something that wasn't today, I would say when I met Vinnie Paul, okay. meeting Vinnie Paul, uh, I met him a couple months right uh, before he passed away. Oh, so wow. rest in peace, Vinnie. But one, one of my favorite drummers as a kid, uh, such a unique sound, uh, just like I listened to so much Pantera when I was a child. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and meeting him was really cool. He was so dope. He was yeah. so cool. And he took a photo. Like he asked me, he was like, you want to, I'm sure I'm assuming you want a photo. I was like, I mean, I'll take one. I wasn't going to ask. And he had his girlfriend take a photo of us. And then he like texted it to me and I was like, dude, I have Vinny's number. <laughs> and, uh, amazing. and then, uh, unfortunately he passed man. And, and everybody I knew who knew him said he was like the best guy. So, um, yeah. anyway, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah quite the full circle. <laughs> yeah. Moment. That felt cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. I love how just your experience playing and coming back to the same venues, but just life being so different, so whether different. it's, you know, pre big room, pre liquid death, pre rock locks. And to think that you'll come back maybe in a couple of years and who knows what life will look like then. I always look forward to Salt Lake City. Yeah. I love the Salt Lake City shows. The one Warp Tour I played here, we closed. Oh, wow. Uh, and we closed. And closing Warp Tour is not always the best thing, but it was great that day. I just remember, right. I remember the show. I right. still remember, I remember the photos from it. I remember what the stage looked like. Like, yeah. I have a lot of really cool memories playing in Salt Lake City. So um, I played at Utah State University one time. That's I know it's yeah. not Salt Lake City, but. Down um, south, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in like Ogden. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, yep. I don't Anyway. That's awesome. Well, we love you here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> you're always welcome back. And yeah, if you're ever stopping by, feel free to hit us up. Um, check out what we're doing. And then there's also a great food scene. There is. Know, beer scene. Yeah. All that type of stuff. So I think when I first came here, beer was sub 3% or something crazy yeah, like that. There's and bars that. were closing at like. 815 or something i don't know it's it was like, a little better yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah no salt lake city is like popping now and yeah. um i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and they like comics love coming here too so hey it's turning hey, yeah. up yeah <laughs> yeah exactly cool awesome well anything else you want to share with 
our guests or um, listeners? Check out Rocklocks. Rocklocks are my, you know, it's yes. kind of my as a as a hired gun who never had a band of my own. Like none of these bands I've played for are my bands. Like Rocklocks is my thing, and it's something that I like really believe in, and something that I've spent a lot of time and money like creating a product that really actually works. Um, so check out rocklocksusa.com or uh, at rocklocks. I'm sorry, at rocklocksusa on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then rocklocksusa.com. Correct. Is the yes. Website? Yes. Cool. Correct. Cool. Um, I wanted to get rocklocksus or rocklocks. Jeez. I wanted to get rocklocks.com. <laughs> too expensive yeah <laughs> they, <yes>. want, <laughs> they turned down my 250 dollars offer surprise <laughs> i know what you yeah. mean. i also really wanted to make i wanted to make the pieces in the usa like in america nice. because i just i wanted to make sure that they were i wanted to have an extremely hands-on it is it we're talking fractions of a millimeter right for it to work or not work so that's why i had to make two sizes like i guess i should have talked about this earlier but You're i'll good. talk about it now if you, the 53s are the standards one, okay? It stands for 5.3 millimeters, which is roughly the size of the top of an average tension rod, okay? When a lot of people get confused. They think it's a hoop issue. They think it's die cast versus triple flange or whatever. It has, not, it has almost nothing to do with the hoops. It's, it's the top of the tension rod. So the inside of the rock lock has a 12-point star. If it fits on that little square, it has to be loose enough to get on but tight enough to stay on when you're bashing it. Right. So it's a very fine line. And that's why if it's a smaller tension rod, I have the 49s, which stands for 4.9 millimeters, 4.9 millimeters, 5.3 millimeters. I mean, we're talking 0. Right. 0.4 right. millimeters is the difference. That is nothing. It's a difference between it working and not working. Right. And I And I think that this is why nobody's really figured it out. Yeah. It's a complicated... I didn't know tension rod. I didn't know before I made rock locks that tension rods were like so different. Right. Why, why are they all different sizes? Just make them all the same size. <laughs> why? Yes, like this is not you, like these companies come up with these like fancy tension rods. It's like, that's not changing the sound of the drum. It's a, it's a screw. Right. Just make the drum. It's like, don't reinvent the wheel here. Like some of the best sounding drums I've ever played have just the most normal hoops and tension rods on them. Right. It's not those, that's not going to change the game. So, yep. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so that's interesting too, because there's a bit of education that, you know, most drummers probably don't know about, but it, you guys have done all the work and all that, you know, I learning know. about all those things. So and going to like, your site, it's super easy just to be like, okay, this is the most common one. It's most likely this. So it, we are really good about if you get the wrong size, like we will make it right mm -hmm. for you. Like, cause I know that one of those two sizes is going to work for you. So it's like, if one, if one doesn't work, I'm sorry. And I, it, I can't, uh, we can't like, we can't predict whatever, like for example, like a lot of Tama drums use the 49s, but somebody could take a Tama snare and put normal tension rods on it. Right. And I would have never known. And you bought that off of offer up and I'm sorry that it, you ordered the wrong size, but we're, we always, like, I always give people free packs. Like if they, they order a pack and there's something wrong, like I hook them up. I want people to be stoked about it. I want them yeah. to be happy. Like. I want this to solve your problem. Like it's made, it's given me such a peace of mind. Like I don't have to think about my drums falling out of tune. I almost take it for granted now. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it is, it's a very difficult thing. And now I, I, I didn't know I was going to have to make two sizes. The last thing I wanted to do was make two sizes. I just couldn't figure it out with one size. Right. It was just not with my design and everything. It just wasn't possible. If right. somebody can come up with something better, 
Well, you're not, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have yeah. quite a head start. So yeah, pretty good head start, and a and a patent has been pending for over two and a half years. So good luck trying to. Right. No one's gonna. No one can mess with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate that. The customer service side, especially for us at Full Circle, has been. Um, yeah, just something as a person, it's like the golden rule, like treat others the way you want to be treated. And I just don't understand because I've, you know, I buy things from other companies and just how impersonal it could be or even, it, you know, maybe it was a mistake on my end or maybe it was a website mistake or something like that and how difficult it could be. And it's so off-putting. There's some businesses I'm like, how are you still in business if I, you treat your customers like this? My, my girlfriend and I were just, we were, she's been trying to order a dog leash from this one company for like two months. And they sent, they were three weeks late on the first order, sent the wrong leash, then didn't care. It was like this whole ordeal over a dog leash. And it was like, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, the, whatever the cost of the dog leash is, is not worth any of this. You right. could have sent the customer five free dog leashes by now, and it would have been cheaper and better for your business than putting my girlfriend through all this hoopla and pissing her off. Like right. there's no, to me, it's like anything to make the customer happy because if they're not buying the product, you don't have a business. Yeah. And don't you want your product to like do well? Like, don't you care that people like it? I really care that people like it. Like I really want people to like it. Like, and, and the, the cost of goods and me shipping you a free pack to make you happy is totally worth it in the grand scheme of, right. of, and I think this is, and I didn't set this blooper. This isn't like rocket science. Like Amazon's been doing it forever, but Target, everybody knows if you go to Target, the returns are easy. Everybody knows if you go to Costco, the turns are easy. Returns are easy. Like there's certain bit, uh, Chewy, the, the, yeah, the, the, the dog brand. Insane. Yeah. Like they send you a get well car. Like, <laughs> Like they send you all kinds of crazy stuff mm -hmm. and um, insane customer service. Yeah. And because of that, you always want to go back. Right. And like it, to me, it's. And it's, tell other people about it. To me, it makes so much sense. Like, how is this like, how does this go over your head? How are you running a business and you're not taking care of your, of your people? But again, back to what I said about customer, about what I said about the drum industry. I, it's time for, it, there's some stuff I could never say on a, on a public platform that, but one day I'm going to write a book and <laughs> I don't know. There's just like there, it, the, the conversations I have had behind the scenes with people, at these like larger drum companies. I mean, it is shocking. Yeah. It is just absolutely baffling how out of touch they are mm -hmm. sometimes. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's their choice. Yeah, it's their choice, it their business. You do your, I'll, I'll keep doing my sometimes thing. Sometimes I'm like, thank you actually. Yeah. I'll yeah, just yeah. take your customers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No yeah you, these companies are lucky. I don't have uh, some money to make my own drum company or like right. they'd probably all be gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Cool, no, cool, I'm cool. just kidding about that. Yeah. I love so many different drum companies. I just mean like I, there, there, there's, there's so, there's a handful of really good people in this industry and a lot of people who should be working on something else. That's I'll put it that way because <laughs> they're not drummers. They don't understand drums. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. hundred so. percent. I wouldn't have started my company if I weren't a drummer because it came kind of like, um, you know, your experience with touring and playing drums. That's where the need for rock locks came from. And you tried other things on the market. It just wasn't there. Like my own broken symbols. I didn't know what to do with them other than like, maybe I'll put them on a wall, but I feel yeah. there could be something else. So I just started with bottle openers and oh, yeah. went from there. So yeah, it's just, it's different if you're actually a drummer. Yeah. And if something comes from like the best inventions come out of, come out of necessity and right. then they're scalable. It's like, you know, um, but 
the whole world of drum it's a very small world i mean you saw like dw got purchased by roland last year right well they got bought for 60 something million that is nothing in the grand scheme of like businesses so like 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 i know it sounds like a lot of money but in in the grand scheme of like what like other industries go if the biggest most popular drum company of all time dw sells for only 60 million that's like crazy right roland does like 500 million a year i think in sales something like that um but like you see like in the tech world an app will sell for like nine billion dollars it's like what <laughs> so there's it, there's levels to this thing the, the drum yeah. industry is really small and like we gotta like all be friends with each other and help each other out and share ideas and take care of each other not like gatekeep and be like weirdos about things like that's not what drums are about dude i, I never started right. playing drums to make money i started playing drums because it was fun i still do it because it's fun if i wanted to go make money i would go like work in tech right right, <laughs> like right. on the nine billion dollar so, app yeah on the nine billion dollar app but like i i still love playing drums so much and like i'm very grateful to be able to make a living doing between the things that i do but it's insanely hard yeah. so yeah yeah, agreed. I, th I think for me personally, I've experienced not so much now, but earlier, kind of like, it's felt like kind of elitist mentality, like, oh, big time. Oh, you use that or whatever. And then also just coming up as a female drummer. Oh, um, so brutal. I love seeing the progress to now. And I think it's getting better finally. But, you know, I've been playing drums for like 20 years. And, uh, yeah, there weren't a lot of examples of female drummers just out in the media. And then even just trying to play local shows and, and just be, there's just, the things that people have said to me are just, oh, it's ridiculous. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I've seen it on tours a lot. Yeah. Like when there's one girl on the tour or two girls on the tour, it's like, it's rough. There's this stuff that gets said by stagehands and by other bands and tour managers and like, who who are like who were some of your drumming heroes as a kid like in as far as female drummers go and then like even today? Yeah, like Sheila E was yeah. the the most prominent one. Like Sheila there, E, yeah, <laughs> the there, goat. <laughs> yeah, there weren't a whole ton out yeah, there. there weren't, so there weren't. for me, it was really like Travis Barker yeah. and you know that type of thing. But anytime I would see a female drummer at all, I was like, oh my gosh, so cool. Um, like, and now it's like very like when I was learning drums, I, there was no YouTube, there was no yeah. But now it's like you can find so many good drummers of all types of different right backgrounds and different people. Yeah. just so many different types of people play drums now. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's amazing to see. Yeah, so yeah, back then to even just artists like when I was really young, like Cheryl Croce and I had twin, just like female artists in general that were doing their own thing, and I was like, that's amazing. That's what I want to do, but just with drums. Um, yeah. And then, um, like Annika Niles is yeah. one of my favorite drummers. Um, I sent her one of our necklaces, the full circle necklace, and she sent me back a picture of her wearing it with a oh, huge so smile cool. and I'm like, ah, that's cool. Okay. I'm done. Like I'm yeah. good. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. Best. Yeah. Do you know Madden? Uh, I think her name is Madden Kloss. Yes. Is that the correct? Did I say that correctly? Um, she plays with Boy Genius. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we've, um, I've been in touch with her. She has a few of our things too. She's so Super dope. Super amazing. She's so yeah. dope. Yep. She's so dope. Her feel is so dope. Yeah. Like she's very, I've sent her so rock groovy. locks. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. I forgot who she was playing. Oh, you said Boy Genius? Yeah. But I think she was doing, um, 
There was like a rapper she was doing before that. Ton of stuff. I I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's so many, so many good, um, you know, female and girl drummers these days, and like, like you said, it's just it. It we're in a different world now. Like the drumming community is like totally different. There's like a whole online aspect to it. There's this like international aspect like the biggest right. the drummer who gets i get sent videos of the most and the people whenever people find out i play drums they're like oh have you seen this guy play it's always um that S- i don't even know his name esteban the guy with the beard who does like one-handed slipknot yeah, covers l l s something i don't know i'm pretty sure he's like he's like portuguese or something yeah yeah like the biggest drummer on instagram is from portugal and what like that's awesome yeah like we're in a different world now so um just so amazing and then we got a shout out dorothea too. oh yeah the we godmother of drumming yeah she's a friend of mine yeah and just is so funny and so amazing i know it has done things with liquid death and she she's great she's been awesome to work with and also her it's so funny i i i recorded drums and toured with this band called hundredth yeah um Andrew, the bass player, when he was a kid, took drum lessons from oh Dorothea because they're from South Carolina. Okay, or yeah. yeah. So that's a full circle. Moment yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, Anthony. Of it was great catching up and chit-chatting. Yeah. Um, feel free to check out rocklocksusa.com, fullcirclecompany.co, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank Peace. you.